International. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between. This is a part two of a feature this episode. sort of a special episode where we kind of dissect and break apart one of my new edits that I'm working on. And uh, this, we, uh, if you're listening to this, you probably already heard part one where uh, <laughs> Ethan and Donna and company have shredded my movie. Uh, and now I've brought in uh, another individual, um, Rory, the cuddly ninja. We've done a lot of episodes with Rory in the past, talked about his fan edits. He's an actual fan editor. So let's get him going. Rory, you there? I'm here. How are you doing today, Bezo? I'm doing fantastic. I got a ton of coffee in me, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I respect anyone who's a big enough narcissist to do two parts. <laughs> I love it. That's right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not saying I have my name tattooed on my back, but I'm not not saying it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's let me, let me start from the top, or let me give you a little bit of background because, well, in the, in the recording of this, uh, I'm recording this with you first before I talk with them. So really, this is the first time I'm actually having a, an in-depth conversation with somebody about this. Um, I did show the edit to my roommate a couple of weeks back to really hammer out some of the, the, the not to do an in-depth kind of thing, but just kind of change a few things. So obviously the version that you watched was, it's still a very beta version, which I, you probably could tell in more cases than one. Um, but uh, this has been a long time coming, getting this edit underway, and I want to get some a little history out of the way because I, I feel inclined to do so. I finished my last edit, Blade Runner, a couple years ago, and I set off to do a very daunting project following that, which was going to take a, a, a cartoon series and meld it into three movies. Then my hard drive crashed after about a year and lost everything. So I was very heartbroken. Uh, I went to start another big project, only it was to take, find an, it was a, to do an actor, take about four or five of his movies, put them all together to create this giant project. And then after a year of working on that, my hard drive crashed once again. Oh, no, no. You I, you had actually, I, I, you had told me a little bit about that project. It was yes. very cool. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay, so, so that's, de that's dead for now. Yeah, so I've got two failed hard drives in my closet that if I ever save up the money, I'll go and see if I can't find somebody who can re restore those hard drives and go back to work on those things. But in the meantime, I wanted to find something else to do that was not as big, not as daunting. And so um, I was keeping my eye out for some project. And actually, you might, you might be interested to, because I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on this. My, me personally, I like finding projects that nobody else is working on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's definitely – it's not as fun. <laughs> like anytime somebody else has been doing something similar, it makes me a lot less interested in what I'm doing. Even if it's a bit different, you know, like I, I don't know. I, I have zero interest in, in editing some of these ones that are really popular. Now, granted, some of the really popular ones lately suck, and like I won't take time to – make Suicide Squad or Batman v <laughs> Superman le less shitty. But uh, in general, yeah, it's kind of cool when you do one and it's like, yeah, like no one is 
no one is messing with this movie, so you'll have maybe the only edit of it. There's something kind of nice about that. Yeah, and, and again, that narcissistic button is getting pressed because I don't care what anybody says, my fan edit of Another Earth is the best fan edit just because it's the original <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, you basically only have to clear the bar of the original and then you have the, be- you have the best version possible available of that movie. It's true. So uh, I was actually kind of surprised. Warcraft uh, came out um, last year, I believe, on Blu-ray. And I was really expecting to see a lot of edits of that kind of surface. And um, so I, I, got the, I got the Blu-ray pretty much right when it came out and started working on it. Um, and uh, to my surprise, there were no edits that popped up on it. Um, it is surprising because it's a popular IP and maybe a disappointing film, which is usually a recipe for... Um, a lot of, fan a lot edits. of edits. Yeah, the uh, there was one thread that popped up on uh, on the on fanedit.org about somebody wanting to do like an extended version, adding all of the deleted scenes. Um, but even that one never materialized. It was just a it was just a thread. So um, eventually, I I, I kind of got sidetracked with some other things, and this edit is actually kind of challenging and how it works. And I got a little disenchanted and then I came back and I was working and a bunch of other stuff complicated stuff came up so but anyway it's been about eight nine months and I've finally sort of gotten to a place where I'm kind of getting ready to you know put all the duct tape onto it call it finished and uh and this is a critical point in any person's any fan editor's uh project where they need constructive criticism because just like the filmmakers where it's too easy to get you know, you can't see the o- water from the ocean or whatever. You need that perspective. Um, and so this is where we're at. And so before I get started, Roy, because uh, I'm th- you also you, you, you need perspective from people who have seen the original and from people who haven't. Um, I think that gives you the best kind of uh, f- uh, feedback. And so I got to ask you, have you seen the original yet? I have not. Um, when you, uh, you you asked me if I would would take a look at it. I said, do I have to watch the original? And you said, you said no, because I'm going to be honest, it didn't interest me. Okay. Uh, I've never played the game and it, the trailers did nothing to entice me. Yeah, I, I'm a pretty big Duncan Jones fan. I mean, I think, I think source code is really good mm-hmm. and I think moon is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, this, the, the trailer just couldn't have done less for me. So okay. Maybe a good test case for you, and it is good. helpful when someone hasn't seen the original because then you can kind of get a feel for whether the story works with what you cut or not. I have no idea with what you cut. I have things, I have things to discuss, and I have no idea how much of it is was in the original or just you know maybe issues with the story from from in, on from the whole. A bigger picture. But uh, gotcha. yeah, well, great. Uh, well, let's start then. Um, I'm more interested in hearing what you have to say than me hearing you know saying why I did what I did. So let's just start from you know your first impressions. So first impressions, I liked the movie more than I thought I would, okay. which I, I don't mean that in a backhanded way. Like <laughs> I really, I really had no interest in seeing it in the theater and your edit was enjoyable. Okay. Um, I, I thought uh, maybe, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe, I don't know if the trailers were cut a little early. I, I was definitely more impressed on the whole with sort of the action and the CGI uh, in the film than I remember being on the trailer. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Um, I was actually, when the first trailers kicked, I was a little disenchanted with I don't know, like they've put so much time and energy in this, and Blizzard is the king of cin- cinema, cinemas and video games, and uh, it looked like 
even then I was kind of like, I don't know. It looks like the, the, the effects here are about five, six years too old. Yeah. But sometimes they put trailers out when they're not fully finished, um, which is stupid, but maybe that's a factor. And I watched it. I was actually really impressed with it. The, there was one like really terrible shot, which is when they had a CGI character riding like the big CGI wolf. I thought that, but having two CGI things interact in frame, Mm. I didn't think that, I didn't think the compositing looked good, but I still thought the elements looked good. And and basically other than that one shot, uh, I thought the CGI in the movie was, was pretty cool. And I, I enjoyed the action quite a bit. Great. Um, was that shot in the, the forest sequence early on? Um, it's earlier on. I think, I think it's where, um, and I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck up every name in this movie. So <laughs> be prepared enough. for that. No doubt. Uh, the note I had was terrible CGI when the horn fuckers rode the big wolves. I think that okay. is when, um, I think that's when we cut back. Uh, so after the human stuff with the sorcerer and the king and the the guardian or whatever, mm-hmm. I think we cut back to the um, the main orc dude. Duratan, if you care to. Duratan, Duratan. There you go. Yeah, and uh, I want to say these are people who rode up to him. And I, I see. don't know. Yes, there's a brief little conversation where. Uh, Black Hand comes up to Duratan and says, "Are, are you going to join the fight?" And he says, "I, I want, I, I want our enemies armed with axes, not with children." And in that, and in that sequence, they are on wolves. Yeah, that's the spot. And Black Hand, Black Hand's the guy, the orc who's like in with the devil dude. Um. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise known as Gul'dan, but okay, devil. Gul'dan, dude. Gul'dan, yes. yeah. yeah. I, I watched, dude. Okay, it, we were going to record this last week, so at this point, I watched it a week and a half ago, and Fair so enough. maybe the na- the names aren't as fresh. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, but yeah, Goldan. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so um, so that one shot. Well, the effects the effects work on that one was particularly ca- eye catching to you. Yeah, and I think um, it's you you see this sometimes. It's the elements themselves look good, but when you get sort of CGI elements interacting with each other, like overlapping each other, yes. sometimes the compositing can, it, it just can really stand out to your eyes. Like, well, that's not fucking real. And I, like, I totally understand where you're with, with, on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I know orcs aren't real, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up with your lies again. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, the, the biggest thing that I changed, I have changed in this movie, almost entirely has to do in the second act, where um, this movie is originally about two hours and five minutes long. My edit cuts it down to about an hour and a half. So there's a good 30, 35 minutes that are cut out. And the biggest concern that I have um, in, is kind of focused around making sure people are on board with characters and their motivations because so much of the stuff which is it's it gets in the way and it causes a lot of momentum problems and and it gets more clustered uh, cluttered as it goes I think hurts the film overall and so the question is how much can I remove while the characters are still they still seem like you understand what they're saying what why they're doing what they're doing and was there any point in the edit that you felt that that was challenging Yes. I, my second sort of broad strokes thing was that my overall feeling was maybe I had to have played the game and know who the fuck these people are because I actually had a real, real problem with character motivations in the film and not understanding 
why why people were were interacting the way they were like sort of so for example they catch the human i'm going to call him a human sorcerer dude because not the guardian dude but the uh but the other dude the one who saves the world yes so they catch him like uh, so okay so they attack they attack the human battalion or whatever Mm -hmm. and they catch this guy like looking at the bodies and the human dude who's not a king dude but a general dude (laughs) he like gets really pissed and like throws him in jail and shit Mm -hmm. And then the guy's like, yeah, but I think we need to ask – we need to talk to the king. And then he like just pulls him out of the jail thing and brings him to ask the king to get the guardian dude. Yes. And then like the king like hands him. He's like, here, hold my king stick for a second. And like I I couldn't understand um, why everyone suddenly was cool with this human sorcerer dude. And I also wasn't sure like – okay is he just like a human? Like does he give a fuck about these people? Uh. And it's cool not to know that for a while but i don't feel like that ever got explained like i sort of never understood um why they just like stopped being pissed at him and let him out of prison and like gave him an audience with the king um, um that that's a that's a very good point and uh unfortunately there are no scenes at the beginning of the movie or at the middle or at the end to explain that <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i said i i i I don't know how much is just not there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in, in, and, in the in the first place. And I'll and I, I you know of course I'll be happy to you know if, if if something comes up it's like where I can clearly I I, I may have caused more harm than good. Um, I'll I'll try to acknowledge that. Um, in this case, uh, I there's basically his introduction. His name is Cadgar. His introduction is is in my edit is almost exactly how it is in the movie. Um, there's a few lines that are shaved off just because they're uh, they kind of are, are splinter lines that don't really go anywhere. But uh, uh, otherwise, yeah. it's the exact same scene. Well, you could shave the lines because, like, they honestly they didn't they didn't make a lot of fucking sense to me. Like, they were like, "Oh, it's a secret attack," uh, and, and then he like the, the body sprays this gas, and the guy's like, "What the fuck is that?" And he just looks at him as like, "Summon the guardian," and it's like, "No, you need to answer, dude. Like, if I'm gonna get you out of prison, <laughs> like, you you need to give me an answer." And I, it was. I guess that was never answered unless the mist was just the the fell. Maybe maybe that's the fell. It, uh, it is I, the I don't <laughs> the green the green. I, I think what they're trying to do is, and, and this is the part where it's some, it's funny. Like to me, there are some really clever, well directed scenes when the whole thing is CGI. But as soon as the human characters are interacting or in there or have their own dialogue, the directing gets weak and information gets lost. Um, that's that's a general theme that I see throughout the the, the original, um, but the, the 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 idea being conveyed here is green magic, whatever its source, is rooted in the fell, and so when he sees the green spray come out of his face, that's supposed to immediately alert him that the fell could be um, at large. Um, but he should tell the do that. Why did they let him out of prison without him giving a proper explanation? Like that's <laughs> You're right. That's, that's the, the the motivation I don't get is the guy was like, well, you didn't answer my direct fucking question, but let me go grab you up and scoop you up. We'll go see the king. And yeah, I, I the just, king, the was, king without any bodyguards. <laughs> you know, let's bring this mage who clearly is powerful uh, to have a to have a voice of the king. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, the uh, the um, uh, there's no good answer for that <laughs> unless yeah. Well, well here here's here's. Yeah. Here's the subtle, the very subtle, uh, maybe perhaps too subtle address to that. 
is the opening lines of text that I put at the front of the movie. <coughs> and uh, the opening lines, I put like these four lines of text, and the last, and the last one, the fifth one, actually uh, says that Cadgar is um, is telling those lines. So you're supposed to get a sense. Oh. That The way the original film opens up is um, one of the things that's common in the video games is that they'll show a cinematic where a, a, a human fights an orc. And you see it in like two or three of the video games. Um, just a random human and a random orc and they just fight. And that's part of the, the thing because they're always at war. And um, the uh, so it starts off with one of those only, of course, because it's a huge big budget. It's the best version of that. And then there's a voiceover by Duratan talking about how the humans and the orcs have always been at war, but there was a time where they, they, they didn't know each other. But it's a, mm. it's a, I don't like voiceovers. You, you don't need that. You don't need that. The movie gives you that. No doubt. And Duratan, spoiler alert, dies. So there's really no one for him to tell this to. And so his voiceover is, is not, only, it, not only is irrelevant, but it's contradictory from the plot standpoint. Um, and so I wanted to get rid of the voiceover, which means getting rid of that fight scene. And, um, and, then, and so my version opens up with just him and his wife in the tent, which is what follows uh, the fight scene in the movie. Gotcha. And I liked, th- I liked the scenes of them in the tent. That relationship was one of the more grounded things in the film. Yes. So I, I really, I really like that. I didn't, I don't like the text that you used though, because basically from from as soon as the movie opened, I just felt like, oh fuck, am I? I'm supposed to have played these games to understand any of it? Because it says before X lightning attack and before this, and I like, I, I had, I don't know what any of the things are. Yes. That are mentioned as saying before this, before this, before this, there mm-hmm. was this, and I was mm-hmm. like. I literally don't know what any of the things are. So and much, so for, much. for me, I didn't, I didn't put together like the name on that, that quote, like when it's the first thing you see and you have zero context, like mm. I never equated that with the sorcerer dude at all. Okay. Maybe um, if it had cut right to right to him, that would have been a more, you know, more vit of, Oh, as if, but then again, I, I don't see where you'd start the movie by doing that and it not being weird. So, yeah, so I never I never quoted, attributed that quote to anyone. Also, the quote was about a bunch of shit I didn't see in the movie. So I just thought it was some old-timey proverb type thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, also, I'm bad with names. I'm worse with names than most people, <laughs> as, as you can tell. So, like, that, that was, that's, a, that's a hindrance <laughs> for me. Well, that's, that's, good to, that's good to take notice of because I, I, my thought was, well, if somebody's not familiar with the source material – they would at least understand that there's this large epic of history, but that something that precedes it all is the fell, which something must something must something must be important about the fell. Um, yeah, but can I, can I tell you, dude? I didn't know until after I watched the movie and talked to my brother, who's a big Warcraft guy, that this shit happens before the World of Warcraft game that everyone plays. Like yes. I didn't even know. I had no like I I came in. Cu- completely void of context and so he told he told me he's like he's like yeah he's like no the shit in that movie that's not the stuff from the game i play that all happened way in the past and i was like oh that's why it listed a bunch of random things at the beginning of it okay it just i i I didn't understand it at all and maybe if i might suggest if there were more to that quote that focused on the fell like it just sort of lists A, then B, then C, then D, then mm-hmm. the fell. Before that, the fell. Maybe another line about the fell would be like, oh, my main takeaway should not be the list of things. 
Because okay. I thought maybe we were going to get to those things. Uh, I had no idea. Well, so like maybe maybe more focus on the fell to make that a little clearer, at least for me, might have made that more, made that more effective. Okay. That duly noted. I, I will put that as a big note to revisit because I, I was always concerned about those lines and how they hit people who weren't familiar with the source material. So that's it, good. It to felt know. like it felt like a list of things, and I was like, "Do I need to know these things? I don't know if I need to know these things." And <laughs> it's a lot of it's a bunch of things. <laughs> so <laughs> it is. It's a lot of proper nouns: the cataclysm, the fall of Arthas, the horde, the before the the the, the, the ancients, and everything else. So yeah. There's definitely a lot of, of lore there that is in part irrelevant, um, but uh, su supposed to give, uh, uh, the original intent was to give awe to the fell, which I don't think the movie accurately does. And so I, gotcha. to, I was trying to boost that up with some opening text, but maybe some opening text that's a little more, um, that's less lore centric, uh, might, might do a better job of that. Well, another way to maybe accomplish it, because I get that that stuff's also cool for people who know what all those things are. Mm -hmm. But every one of those events sounded pretty epic in, in and of itself. So, like, maybe you just need one or two of them, not ah. like three, three or four of them. Okay. Because, because like, cataclysm sounds like a pretty fucking big deal. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? You could kind of just say like, before the cataclysm and the giant X battle, there was the fell, rather than sort of going on with the list of things that I don't need to know. Hmm. Okay. That might that might give more weight to the fell almost because it just is like instead of being the, I get that it's the most important thing, but in a list of five, it doesn't stand out as much, and I start to think that I need to know the things. So maybe one or two of those things might work better. Okay. Um, I will. Uh, yeah, I will definitely revisit that and see what I can come up with. Um, and uh, it's very difficult, of course, to catch a lot of the names of the of the people uh, between. Especially if you're not familiar with again with the source material, um, so I I, I I need to also I think remove some of the clutter from that so that Cadgar's name sticks out. His name should be bigger, and maybe I mean I don't know if this would be cheesy or not. I honestly think it would have helped me if you put like Cadgar, sorcerer. Like then when I see a sorcerer, I'll be like, oh, that's the guy. Well, Cadgar eventually goes on in the lore to be the archmage of the Kirin Tor. Who is all those mages that he finds in the floating city, uh, the floating mage city? He he's the he becomes the leader of all of them, and so the idea is that he's writing this in a memoir, as he's the archmage of the Kirin Tor. But um, that is going to be lost. I get that. I so so it wouldn't be an accurate description. But on the other hand, it would help for the person who doesn't know anything you just said. Yeah. If you say sorcerer, when I see a sorcerer, I'll think that's the guy who said the thing. Okay. Which is. You know, so I yeah, I don't know how to accomplish that, but maybe give it some thought. Uh, maybe maybe use the word mage instead of sorcerer because that's the term that they use in the show. Yeah, oh, that's no. true. Actually, actually, uh, um, uh, the the war uh, the 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 orcs refer to him as a warlock, uh, and while the humans refer to him as mages, so I guess mage mage would still be the better word, but still. Yeah, well, and mage is a word where if you're coming in totally blind, like mage is a sorcerer. Like, I know what that is. So when mm -hmm. I see a guy with shooting fucking electricity from his hands, <laughs> that's going to that's gonna <laughs> that's draw a connection in my, in my head, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, what about... Uh, okay, well, let's, let's, move, let's move past that. Um, the, was there any obvious... You're like, that clearly looks like something was cut out. Did, you, did, did anything like that jump out at you? Um, yes, there was, a, there was a point, 
and I time coded it. I don't know how exciting that is on a podcast, but around eleven twenty, <laughs> this is where um, this is where the the after I think the I believe this is after uh, the mage and the dude go see the king, and then they're going to see the guardian. So they're yeah. flying on like the luck dragon bird thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there was a point where it they were like they were like flying in the dark for like two seconds and then it faded into them flying during the day and okay. it felt like i mean I, that could have been in the movie but it felt like a weird thing like it just felt a little jarring because i was like well why don't you just cut to them during the day like we were just in the interior uh, so i didn't really we didn't have a context for what time of day it was so you didn't need to sort of establish yes it's still night and now it's day because we didn't know that it was night before that's a good point that's a good point i hadn't considered that so it felt a little jarring to me, and I was like, oh, you could just cut the two seconds of the night shot and then just show them flying during the day. Like, it's fine. Like, we've mm-hmm. been spending time in the interiors as everyone is dragging this mage around to talk to important people. So, uh-huh. like, I, we don't have a context for what time of day it is, so we don't need to reestablish it and then change it. Okay. That's smart. I, I will definitely look into that. The The night sequence uh, in the original, they, they arrive at Goldshire at night, um, and then that scene happens at night, and then there's a discussion which is cut out in mine where um, the king's friend talks to the king's wife, and we learn that they're siblings. Um, that is removed from mine because I wanted to keep the urgency of, we've got to talk to the guardian, we've got to talk to the guardian, we don't need this scene where we just kind of delay and give some you know, family history. Let's, let's Wait, who's, si- who's siblings? The king's wife and his... Oh, that's, his... Uh, oh that's why that dude can just go talk to the king anytime. Yes, yes. He's the no. king. The king's second in command is his, his brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. You don't need that. You just figure he's an important general dude, so he yeah. has the king's ear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that, and uh, and it also creates this momentum drag right there uh, in the uh, right when they're trying to the guardian, the guardian, the guardian, that kind of thing. So that was my. Um, um, but uh, they do leave at night, and uh, so that's why it starts off in that night shot. But you're right. It does cut to the day shot pretty quickly after there, and uh, it might make more sense just to cut to them flying in the day. So Yeah, I, I think so because uh, th- there is – there's so much momentum there, right? Because we, we sort of the, – the mage and the, that second-in-command dude whose name I also don't remember, like <laughs> they, they sort of go place to place to place. There's definitely momentum, and then it's like when they talk about the guardian, the guardian, the guardian. It's like, oh, who the fuck is this guardian? So there is momentum, but there's also like a bunch of different – a few different places we go so yeah it, it it's sort of it 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 reminds me of um you know it's not kind of like the dark night right with the tunnel right because so much shit goes on in the tunnel that if christopher nolan like reestablished it was daytime and then made it nighttime you'd be like well that's weird whereas you don't notice if it's just nighttime after the whole tunnel stuff right <laughs> um hey, can you hang on w- one second not at all Hey, you there, man? Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, the power of buddy editing. Mine. All this will be gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buddy of mine just showed up with pizza, which is awesome. <laughs> that is cool. All right. Yeah. So, um, do you have anything else uh, time-coded? Because that's extremely helpful. Uh, yeah, I do, actually. At uh, 1228, 
there's a there's a crossfade, and um, let me think how to describe this situation. I ran into this so much with my Game of Thrones edit, mm. where you're crossfading from one thing to the other, but because of the length of the crossfade, the first shot actually you get like a second of a second of it turning into another shot okay. in the middle of the crossfade. Okay. Um, and so it's like, um, so it just it it's like a little. It, the visual looks like a little glitchy almost because like the thing that's being crossfaded out changes, changes to a new scene for right one there. second. Yeah. Too early. Okay. About twelve minutes. Yeah. In, say. Yep. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve and a half minutes in. Okay. And the I also have at at thirty six forty five. There's like a black screen for five seconds. Yeah. Like I in noticed, the middle. I noticed. Which I which that. I assume you noticed that yeah. one. <laughs> that's yeah. in the middle of the conversation with the, the lady orc and. Uh, Paula Patton, or yeah. Orc Paula Patton, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, um, when that scene is all done, I'm actually going to end up violating the uh, the 180 rule. Are you familiar with the 180 rule in filmmaking? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to have to. I'm going to have to violate that one rule for one shot because she turns her head to the left to answer uh, the queen's wife, the king's wife, the queen, and then she turns yeah. her head to the right to talk to the king. And she says something that's pretty stupid. And then she turns back to uh, talking directly to um, Alduin. Anduin. Anduin, I think his name is Anduin. And so I don't, I like what she says to the king, but I don't like what she says to the queen. And so I want her response to the king to be the response from the queen. So I'm going to change it so she's looking at the queen and then turns back to. Uh, him, but in order to do that, in order to make her head movement correct, it's going to have to violate the 180 rule. Uh, I, 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 feel, I feel like sometimes it's the lesser of two evils. And yeah, and I, feel, I also feel like very few people are going to catch on to it. So, um, And the way the background is shot, you're, it's not like you can immediately tell there's a lot of uh, problems in this shot. So Yeah. I think you can get away with that. It's not like Enchantress's heart in Suicide Squad or anything. <laughs> You're so, fine. Yeah. So the point is, is that I was working on that, and then when I did my final render for this beta version, I, I had given myself a couple of seconds to work out all the space, and the space still ended up in there. So, uh, gotcha. That's where all that came from. So yes, thank you. I I'll know I'll. I'm sure Ethan and Donna will just shit all over that when they see it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does stand out. It's like five seconds of uh, black, black screen. But, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, from a technical perspective, that that's really it. Uh, I, did have, I, I, I did have another thing that sort of character motivation is, mm. like, so the humans keep Orc Paula Patton. Mm-hmm. For, as best I can tell, just because she speaks English, mm. she literally does or says nothing to help. And <laughs> what is my note? And the agents of Shield Queen Lady just offered her her freedom. Yeah, like they let her out and gave her weapons. And then when they ended up fighting the bad orcs, she fights on the human side. And I'm like, oh, cool. She proved herself. But like she proved herself after they already gave her weapons and let her out of jail. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why they let her out of jail, which kind of reminded me of like the mage dude where i was like why are they letting people out of jail man these humans seem pretty fucking soft like <laughs> i don't i don't understand apparently someone just has to like look thoughtful and they're like yeah you're good <laughs> you gotta get out of jail like she ended up proving herself to their cause but that wasn't clear at the time when they gave her her freedom yeah there's no good um there's no good uh, explanation for it now i did cut out some of her stuff because i kind of felt like a lot of her line deliveries were poor um, in part, the uh, it's 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 uh, one part acting and three parts uh, dialogue, 
um, because she's an orc and so she doesn't really speak uh, fluent, you know, uh, English. Like it's kind of broken. Yeah. But the broken English, but she also has clear command of the language. So that in some places, her her it doesn't seem like she should have broken English, and yet she does. And so there, there's a almost all the times where I can rely on her sh- her just face, it ends up being better than her dialogue. So there is a uh, the sequence that would possibly address what you're talking about is when she is in the cage. The, the the scene starts with this overhead shot of the moon and the queen comes in and offers her some some linen saying it's going to be cold outside and then says that if she you know if she wants her freedom she can make it happen and then the following time that you see her she's working with the the humans uh, heading out to the orc encampment um that scene does have quite a bit removed but the gist is still there the bullet points are the same um i just trimmed a lot of the dialogue and so there's um I, I might go back and revisit to see if there's any other lines of dialogue that sort of point to her, you know, like like it's a like it's a you know a, a tit for tat kind of thing. Um, yeah. Because if it's coming off that heavily, especially in light of the um, the how they treated Cadgar earlier, maybe that's too much. So I'll I'll go back and see if there's anything I can insert there to kind of build that up. Well, I do feel you. I, I don't think Paula Patton is a great actress, and I I also feel like a lot of the dialogue in this movie. Like it's a it's a fucking mouthful. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if Dominic Cooper sounds a little stiff, like it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's more than just acting. That's that's a problem. And mm-hmm. but but also I, I'm on the other hand and, and take take it from what it's worth. I'm like not a fantasy fan in mm-hmm. general of mm-hmm. things. So like to me, fantasy dialogue just comes off as like just mealy mouth shit. <laughs> so like I also you know maybe maybe people who tend to love high fantasy stuff. Like I like the dialogue is part of it, I guess it's part of a stylization that I just don't like. So take, uh, take that, take it, the criticism of the dialogue in the film with a grain of salt, I guess. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm similarly afflicted. Uh, and uh, with that, and because of that, I really enjoyed uh, Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. Oh fuck! Really? <laughs> yes, because he abandons a lot of that 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 kind of dialogue. Like it, it's almost like it's made by you know, uh, like his characters, like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Camelot. You know, it, it, I, I just a little plug for King Arthur. It got it got sh- <laughs> it got shit on earlier this year, but it should not have. It's 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 really entertaining and good. <laughs> oh, dude, that sounds fun. I mean, you don't you don't hire Charlie fucking Hunnam and make him try to do an accent like we saw that in Pacific Rim. You just you just let Charlie Hunnam sound like a hooligan. That's and what it, you do, and, that's what, and it works. It works. <laughs> that's cool. I, I, I didn't see that movie, but I start, it, it, it interested me. I mean, Guy Ritchie always interests me, and I, I think like whatever. It's it, if nothing else, he's trying something different, and like let's applaud and see that there, <laughs> because again, not to get too far afield, but there's about four, three or four sequences in that movie where there's incredible editing and storytelling going on. And uh, it's it's I'd be like I had like my jaw on the floor watching this because it's like this amazing like, you know, cascading series of information that's coming out and it's easy to grasp. You understand what's going on. A lot of things are happening, but you get it all and it's super entertaining. Uh, There's there's a real it's a real gift. And it's unfortunate that I I really it was really sad when I watched it because I was like, I can't believe how good this is and nobody's seeing it. So I think Guy Ritchie's a good visual storyteller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So anyway, an uh, underrated skill these days. But yeah, so yes, back to back to Warcraft. Yeah. So um, uh, yes, I, I agree. How how the humans interact with her name is Gamora. Um, early on, and kind of setting up her motivations is a little. Uh, um, it's a little um, uneasy, and so uh, I'll see if I can't pull some more dialogue to kind of fish that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, her, 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 she and the mage. You know, just just because of just because I felt like I didn't know what they were doing and why um, it was harder for me to connect to them. Like I connected most to the king and what's the fucking work's name again? D'Artagnan. Duratan, Duratan. There you go. So, and, and he and his wife, like, like those, those sort of relationships I kind of got and was Mm -hmm. most invested in. So yeah, maybe, maybe the way they're introduced, if there's anything that can be done to make that make a little more sense would be helpful. Okay. That being said, I appreciated when the mage dude like saved the fucking world. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that, that, that that was pretty cool. Um, there's so many things that, uh, like I said, that there's there's really interesting stuff that you can tell that people who made the movie are really working hard to get stuff in there. But I think there's just some direct there, there's bad directing so that what's on screen doesn't necessarily convey very well. So for example, um, in the in the final you, you got me thinking about it, so I'm just gonna get into it. But in the final action sure. sequence, when you have the orcs and the humans fighting in front of the gate, uh, you also have um, Cadgar and Anduin fighting um, uh, the Guardian. And the Guardian uh, summons, or at least uh, animates, the Golem. But one of the things that's interesting is that, and I didn't catch this until literally I'd seen it like six, seven times, uh, and I don't know if it's obvious or not, but uh, the Guardian has to do this incantation for the gate to stay open. And the way he can, but he can't cast any spells if he has to do the incantation. So he animates the golem and has the golem do the incantation so that he could be a bigger threat against uh, the other two. Uh, And the golem is this big hulking thing that you can't just stop him from talking. And so that's why it's so much, that's why it's so important for um, uh, Anduin to get up there and cut off the golem's head. And then he has to go back to doing the incantation himself, which uh, sets it up so oh. that they can trap him in the pool. Now, that on paper sounds like great plotting for a little action sequence. Did any of that come across? No, no. <laughs> Honestly, that's a real good microcosm for the film because those story beats that you just said didn't come across at all in the slightest. However, the scene where like, I was just like, well, I guess he just got this golem to fight these dudes. This, the way that the sort of the, the struggle with the golem was shot was really cool, and I, you know what I mean. I tracked the space physically very well, and I liked his plan, and it was cool to see it happen. Mm-hmm. It's like that's kind of a good microcosm for the film. Like the the visual part of that was done really well, and I had no idea anything you just said was happening. <laughs> I know, and I didn't even realize it until I'm like I've I'd edited the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure you watched it a few times by the time that it, sunk in. Well, I was cutting things out, and I'm like, wait, why did they even have this in the movie? He's like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> but uh, that being said, it's it's sort of o- overly complicated in an unnecessary way because it made sense. Like like I did, I didn't feel like I was missing out on what was going on. I just didn't know what you said was going on. Like, it seemed to me like, okay, like guardian dude is doing his thing. And then these dudes show up and want to, want to fuck him up. And so he just like sort of animates the golem that we saw him working on earlier was nicely established in order to like fend these dudes off so he can do his thing. I didn't realize it was like as specific as all of the sort of 
plot beats that you just mentioned, but yeah. it, it totally works and tracks as like logical. And uh, I think I could. There's a, there's several moments in the movie in the original that are like that, where there's something clever that's clearly thought well thought out that's being displayed, but it doesn't doesn't convey well to yeah. um, to the thing. And I think a lot of that uh, centers around actually the character of the guardian, um, who it sucks because. I, and I, I want your impression of it. I don't want to like cloud what you're going to say, but um, my I feel like the I didn't get why the fuck he did what he did. If that's what, <laughs> that's yeah, where going. that's where I'm going with. This. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I just took it as like um, because movie needs bad guy. Like I didn't understand. Uh, there was no moment where I was like, wait, is he just like? Okay, we knew he he at least had some knowledge of the fell magic in some way, right? Because he did that lightning shit on the ground earlier mm. in the movie and it yeah. killed everybody who was green and not everyone who wasn't. So yes. I understood that he could tap into that in some way, which in my mind I was like, well, that makes him a good guardian. Cause like, that's what the bad guys have. Mm-hmm. There, there was, there was nothing that I took where I understood why he decided to go over to the dark side and be like, yeah, this fell shit is where it's at. Uh, just, it felt like sort of because because it makes a more compelling battle if the most powerful human goes bad. Mm. If, if he's even a human. I don't know. He protects humans. He looks human. Yeah, the Guardian, like, in that in that universe, you like, you know, deities have, you know, humanoid, humanoid forms. So I, I don't know if he would technically be classified as human either. Uh, but he certainly looks and acts human for all intents and purposes. Well, the, the problem is it makes the king look like an idiot because I'm on board with the king and the king trusts the Guardian fully. Ah. And so I trust the guardian fully and it's cool to undercut that trust, except that I don't, there was no moment that undercut that trust mm. except when he was just suddenly doing it. Yeah. And, and I didn't really understand why. So, so yeah, me, I didn't track that. Let me, uh, I'm going to give you i I'm going to describe two scenes that are in the original that were cut out. And, um, the, in the original, um, there's a, he goes to um, – he fights the, the – like you said, like he throws the thing in the ground. He kills all the orcs that are green. Um, and then he cuts back to him. Uh, goes back. There's another scene where he's at the pool, the, the blue pool. And he's clearly weak. And his um, servant there kind of puts him in the pool to recharge. So they set up that the pool is a recharging vessel. Um, I got that. Okay. I got that. So um, then there's another sequence where he um, – he does the lightning in the wall, the wall lightning uh, sequence, and he faints, and then they take him back to the pool to recharge. So that's the second time that they do the recharging of the pool thing. Um, then uh, there's a whole scene that's removed uh, in the second act, and again, that's where I cut out a lot of stuff, where he has a conversation alone with Gamora and actually implies very strongly, although it's not overt, that he is Gamora's father. Oh, right. Like, where did that come from? Because he talks. But would that make him more likely to help the humans? Because she's on the human side. Well, uh, see, in, in the original lore of Warcraft, Gamora is part orc, part Draenei, and that's a different race altogether. And the only time you see the or the Draenei, depending on how you pronounce it, the only time you see that race is at the very beginning when Gul'dan first consumes all the blue people's souls to open up the gate. Oh, okay. I so, didn't know that. So they were their own thing. Yeah. So I, the, I knew she knew English. So 
but no one ever mentioned that she was like so i was like maybe she's a little human but no one ever sort of mentioned that in any way yeah but i, I still don't understand how that would explain anything well it like, does it doesn't. She's green. She's green, so I guess you know, fell related somehow. But. Yeah, she's green because her mother, who is a Drenai, was killed, and she would have been. She would have died in birth like um, a Duratan's son, but she was revived, and that's oh. how. Uh, that's how she's. That's why she's uh, infected by the fell. Um, but the uh, the point is, is that that's another scene that's in the movie that is kind of weird and irrelevant. Well, the point is, okay, the 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 real flux. I, cr- I don't I don't think that would help. <laughs> if, right. If that's what asking me. I don't see how that helps me well, understand why he turned anymore. It just makes it more confusing. And uh, when he blasts her out, he he gets energy drained again, and so the next time we see him, he's sort of passed out, and then this and. Um, the uh, 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 his his second brings him into the pool to recharge again, and at that point the pool turns in this scene. He the pool turns green, he, and he has this weird monologue type of thing where he says, "It's weird. It's the dialogue's terrible." Where he's talking about I I was trying to help people and I was consumed by the fell, and now I am I have brought darkness on this world, and then he. He kind of goes into that half humanoid, half demon form that you see him later in the picture, and yeah. he, he kills his second in command. But it, it's like, boy, boy, I feel like it's better to just not have his motivation understood <laughs> than have it have that scene in there. Yeah, because that that doesn't make it. It's not any more plausible. It's yeah. just telegraphing it. It doesn't. It, you know what I mean? It's not explaining it. It really, it's just it, telegraphing it poorly. And, and I don't and, know that that's helpful. And it isn't. And even in the original, if you go back and watch the uh, earlier scenes, he seems confounded. He confounded that the fell is here. Confounded what it looks like. Confounded that it's you know what it all. And like, there's even a line of dialogue that I have since removed, but where Gamora is talking to um, the. Uh, um, a king, and the king says, "Where did you come from?" And she says, "Not of this world." And then, uh, and then the the guardian says, "How did you get here?" Like with like like exasperate, like how, like I don't even know how you got here. And she's like, "The great gate," and but he's the one who opened the gate according to the original. So yeah, so <laughs> that that makes no sense. So I think it, if I could. I, I, maybe I haven't done enough, and if I can do more, I'll look into it. But I'd really like it to be that the guy was just evil from the beginning, and remove all the scenes where he's like trying to be helpful or like he's confused or anything, so that 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 idea never really comes across. You know, you know what? And maybe you could do a fun fan editing trick where you you have shots of him uh, where he's not talking. And you kind of insert those in reaction to things when the humans are asking for help or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Just to sort of make them a little bit aloofish. There, there is a part. I mean, when when the king's like, "You go here, and I'm gonna go here, and we're gonna team up and win this shit." Like he acts shady as hell in, the, in that scene. And that scene but, in the original, <laughs> and that scene follows exactly the scene after he turns the pool green and kills every and kills a second. So everybody's yeah. like on board. The guy's, uh, you know, he's he's turned. Um, but I, I felt like that scene in and of itself showed that he had turned and was acting shady. You didn't need the green pool scene, which I, apparently that I, my my judgment is accurate there. I don't. And the other dimension stuff is cool. To, is good to like cut out as well because like I my layman's impression was like the gates are just sort of I took them as like physical portals and I didn't really need to think about them much more than that. 
It's like uh. this place into this place. And sure, maybe the evil people were in another dimension, but like I don't need to really think about that. I just think they were in another place and now they're here. And this <laughs> this allows them to like jump out and kill people, like a teleportation thing and less a interdimensional travel thing, which I don't know. Maybe that's just me sort of simplifying the plot in my head, but I didn't give it that much thought. Um, and I'm not sure because uh, it feels like in the game and in the lore that it is just like a different they call it it's like a different plane but it sort of acts like a different planet so it's it's kind of tough to kind of navigate what they're going with for right there but it's certainly a different place <laughs> Astro- astronomy wasn't spot on back in, the, <laughs> yeah. back in the day when this takes place obviously well, so well, cle- clearly the world of azeroth doesn't have the world of from, from the origins of the orc so it's somewhere else wherever that may be but it's not well, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the human dude's like, I've never seen you. What race are you? But like, mm-hmm. I just took that as like, well, yeah, you know your fucking human kingdom. Like, you know, who the fuck knows what else is out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess it doesn't matter, but uh, you know, it just streamlines it. Mm-hmm. I, I, what's the what's the main bad guy's name again? Um, in oh, Goldan, Goldan. Yes, that yes, yeah. of the orcs. Yes. That dude, and I, I don't think there's anything you can do about this, but like. Those orcs follow him for way past where it's reasonable. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, I just, I just feel like, like, I don't know that there's a way to, to fix that per se. Mm. I definitely felt like it was real clear from like very early on that like, well, this dude just cares about his death magic. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit about any of you people. Mm-hmm. And the only ones who seem to realize it were like Duratan and like Duratan's buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And everyone else, like it, t- it took him like trying to bitch out of a gladiator fight for them to be like, <laughs> wait a, wait a minute, you don't abide by our society's rules. Yeah. Um. And then they all are like, we're not gonna follow you. And then he just starts like lightning bolting people, and they're like, okay, J.K., I guess we will. Which I, I mean, I understand that, but I just felt like it seems like before that point, it would have been clear that like this dude is looking out for number one. Like mm. that is seems really obvious to me he just like suckles on dude's souls while he talks to people <laughs> like you yeah. think he really gives I, a shit about you that's actually one of my favorite scenes <laughs> I, I no i like that scene i like that scene mm-hmm. i just I, I guess i would have liked if more of the orcs outside of duratan would have questioned it like i'd be okay with them going you know going along with it to that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. but like no one questioned like the the what, what's the dude's name backbone deathbone uh black black hand yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like that like that guy, it felt like like I would have liked a scene where he starts to sort of cock an eyebrow at him. You know mm. what I mean? Before, before the scene where he full on is like, dude, what are you doing? Like you gotta fight him. Like, what the fuck? Like I, I would have liked a scene where he maybe starts to question Goldan's leadership and then him sort of turning would make more sense. And then Goldan is just like, Well fuck you, here's the fell and like that all works fine. I guess I just would have liked if some people were doubting a little bit rather than because it felt like well there's some stuff to doubt here not that it's i don't need you all to like revolt against him because like that's fine that you don't Mm -hmm. i guess i would have liked some more people cocking an eyebrow at him well that's interesting that you say all that actually because um there is a deleted scene where a black hand is talking it's like a campfire scene where he is talking with uh, duratan and algramar and a few other orcs and I think I don't remember the specific dialogue, but it's something to the effect of Blackhand, why don't you take on the fell? And and Blackhand shows resistance. He's like, I don't think it's pure. I don't I don't want that I, I, I'm strong enough as I am. I don't need that in me. 
And um, so there is some questioning of Gul'dan's authority right then and there, even with Blackhand, who is, um, you know, the biggest and baddest of the orcs there. So um, it might, that might actually be a good incentive to revisit that scene so that there is this feeling of um, uh, internal struggle, struggle with the orcs in mass about uh, Gul'dan. Now, what happens in the original lore is the child of Duratan um, grows up to be a chieftain and and takes with him a large section of the horde to fight against Gul'dan's army. So, and that and his army ends up being the descendants of that that clash that that, that tribe ends up being the orcs that are in World of Warcraft. Ah, okay. I figured th- I figured the kid became someone because like they set they they kept them alive and sent them down the river, mm. and then we didn't see from them again. I, I I don't know where in the story it fell, but if there were if there was a place to insert that campfire scene you're talking about, I think I would have liked it. Okay. Um, uh, it, it just it it just it's just like I don't need everyone to to turn on this dude, but I would like people to acknowledge like that this is a little impure because I kind of I liked that the orcs were. Like they had a purity to them, though they loved fighting more than anything else on the planet. Like they mm-hmm. were all about war, but there was like an honor to the way that they did it, and that's mm-hmm. why I totally tracked Duratan's thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess, and I yeah, and I would have liked sort of exactly what you're talking about, especially even with Blackhand. That would substitute for like everyone else, because if Blackhand's mm-hmm. just a little cock in the eyebrow, like then it's like okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like you guys are a little uncomfortable with how dishonorable this shit is. <laughs> okay, well that's uh, that's good to know. I'll I'll, I'll definitely consider finding a, a home for that in the second act the uh um was there uh i guess yeah broadly uh, yeah just go I'll, I'll redirect back to you uh, is there anything else that was i don't know if you were taking notes or something that came up that you wanted to address um yeah, i took lots of notes um but i think we probably talked about most of them let's see do Yep, we talked about the few technical things. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was based on uh, Gamora and what's his name, Kafban, Kathdar. Kathdar. I'm re- I'm really bad at fantasy names in particular. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I think I-, I covered it really. It's okay. just yeah, those, those those two characters' motivations and the way the humans were reacting to them didn't track. Um, I love – oh, you know, I guess this is a uh, – I took it as – and maybe this is just the answer. Like orcs are all about war, like sort of period, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I understand why uh, uh, Duratan's wife was like, well, I'm going – I'm pregnant, but I'm still going to fight. Like mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I get it. Orcs are all about that war. Mm. I guess the, the, the part that was a little confusing to me was like, well – aren't all the orcs about that war? So wouldn't they be cool with that? Like, why did she have to hide that she was pregnant? Cause it felt like if orcs are, it's like, if, if, if you're going to fight despite being pregnant, like mm. I understand mm. y'all war, that's what y'all do. Mm. Why would anyone else have a problem with that? Um, and, and, and again, this is one of those things that it, the information is there, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's not, it's not accurately portrayed as well as it could be. Uh, but the intention is, is that Goldan in his first opening of the gate, he only has enough souls to open it for a brief while. And so he only wants the strongest of the strong to come because he can't afford to have anybody weak along in that first war band. And uh, so she coming violated, violated that. And that's why there's, there's that immediate sort of uh, anger towards it, um, ah, which is but why. Then he saves, but then he saves the kid. 
so he's not that mad. Yeah, well, I mean, now it's too late. <laughs> and also, <laughs> and also, obviously, it sets up who's going to be if they continue this franchise is going to be a big, uh, a big name, a central figure in the story. And it's also an excuse to. There's a little. There's a lot of nods to the actual video games where they're using dialogue and sound effects from the actual game. And so when he raises up the child, he says, a new warrior for the horde, which is what is said in the video games whenever you generate a, a, a grunt to, you know. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Anytime yeah. you get a guy, that's what it says. That's cool. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little, it's, a, it's an excuse to use that, but it's also a, it, it's, it's fundamental to the plot in later movies. In fact, actually, there's a scene where at the very end of the original, the last scene is the baby floating down the river and being um, brought in by um, humans, like a Moses kind of thing. Um, and I did not put that in my movie, but I will do it uh, when I'm finally done as a post-credit sequence. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I like that. Oh, also, why didn't Duratan and his wife just like hold hands and go through the portal? <laughs> Like, why the hell did he go through? And then it was like, where is she? And then she's, like, delayed right, by right. 20 seconds. And it's uh, like, why, yeah. did, why didn't y'all just, like, skip through at the same time? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's fine. Uh, the, you know, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up is the title card. Ah, uh, yes. That, the last so, so yeah. yeah, so do you, do you plan on – what do you plan on titling it? And, like – I think you gotta you gotta either make a new title card or alter the title card. I mean, for me, for me, any edit that's like, well, I'm just gonna call it, the, you know, I'm just gonna leave the title card out there. I don't know. It's like it's fine, but it's no. a little disappoint. It's no. a little disappointing, <laughs> and 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 especially for you. No, no, no. I, I, I yeah. expect that you will when you maybe you're not settled on a name yet, but I expect you to do a nice title card. Come on. So. Um... In the video game and in the world, after the the war begins with the Horde, um, it's that age of time in the human um, uh, archives is called the Reign of Chaos. Um, and so I wanted to call this uh, Prelude to Chaos. And um, I I think I, I can work with that. Uh, the problem is, is that, well, it's interesting. This movie actually has two title cards. Like, uh, what happens in the original is they float through, you know, they go through the portal, they end up on uh, Azeroth, the baby dies, he s uses the deer and saves the deer, he says a, a new warrior for the horde, the music builds up, dun, 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 big title screen, Warcraft, and then we segue over to uh, the human cities to get their story going. Uh, at the end of the movie, uh, Anduin is named the king, and he raises his swords out for Azeroth. Da, 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 title sequence with uh, with uh, Warcraft following with the, the 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 same title sequence with you know with the Warcraft thing coming up. So yeah. it, actually, it actually does it twice, which is very unusual for a movie. Uh, and then following that is the is the um, uh, the, the baby scene. Um, so I I think I might remove one or both. I don't know. But anyway. I, the point is, is I wanted to say Warcraft colon prelude to chaos. And um, I really want the prelude to chaos text to be animated and to be rendered and to exist in that same space with that Warcraft title. And uh, so I'm going to out I'm going to reach out to some uh, some people who are more familiar with After Effects and 3D rendering to see if they wouldn't be willing to render that for me. Gotcha. Okay, but you but you you do plan on on having something, having yeah. something. Yeah, and actually the uh, 
Um, the book, at the beginning, the, the writings, those four lines of dialogue that we talked about, um, they were supposed to be an excerpt from a book that, uh, that Khadgar writes years, in the f- years later called Prelude to Chaos. And so it's him describing the history of uh, of this of the of this conflict. And uh, so so okay so and that's right because your I think your file that was titled that. But so if you're calling it Prelude to Chaos, which makes sense once you hear the whole story unveil, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember exactly, but but something in that original quote should should say, and maybe it does. So tell me if I'm wrong. But mm-hmm. say like before the cataclysm, before the reign of chaos, mm. there was this, so that we know, you know, so that it we, est- we it establishes like, well, my title doesn't mean it's just the first act of a movie and there's no climax. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it would be nice. It would be nice to tie that in with that opening quote. So that, maybe that's it, a good maybe that's an idea. I'll 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 definitely look into that as 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 putting that in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You should do something. My note is should alter title card <laughs> Bush, Le- Bush league. <laughs> that, is, that is my note. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's definitely easier when you're like in this, it makes sense. Like you're not going to change the title of the film. That's annoying. Cause then you have to do like a whole new thing. And yeah. Like I'm not terribly skilled in that. So it, it can end up looking a little, little not great but you do the best you can but but when you're just sort of adding on to an existing title then you just got to figure out a way to sort of make it blend with like whatever cool title is our sequence is already there yeah and which I, you I, know I, can be easier said than done but it's cool when it works i the, i, I kind of ran into that interest from a marketing standpoint for what it's worth i ran into that problem with uh and i, I think we talked about it in the past but with a with another earth is my my edit rename was earth one and the problem is is that if anybody's looking for a fan edit of another of another Earth, they will never search or Google Earth One, and so if it was another Earth, you know, colon Earth One or something like that, at least they might find it. But uh, but that's so clunky though. That's so clunky. <laughs> that's why I didn't do it. So that's another reason why I'm tied retitling Warcraft in a colon Prelude to Chaos, expecting that eventually Blizzard will get around to making a sequel, and then if I ever decide to fan edit that, I will keep I can keep the same structure Warcraft and then a different chapter title name or whatever. Yeah, I think they will. I mean, I know it. I know it kind of bombed in in North in U.S., but it made a lot of money worldwide, right? So which makes problem. me which makes me think that. Uh, um, when you are removed from the clunky dialogue and uh, can um, and and from English per se, that uh, maybe the the whole effect comes across a lot better. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a, that's actually a decent point. I was surprised. I mean, I I guess I saw the trailer and was like, I don't think this looks like for me. But knowing that like World of Warcraft is one of the I don't know. Maybe it's not anymore, but I felt like it at least was one of the most like popular things around. Yeah. And like, so I kind of expected it to still do decent numbers based on that alone. And, and um, that, that actually drew up a lot of controversy in the geek world of world of Warcraft because there's this incredible story arc with this guy named Arthas, who is a paladin in training. And his mentor is the, the primary paladin of the human empire. Um, the orcs have already, you know, are on the planet, and a new uh, threat emerges from uh, the with the undead. Arthas um, starts to do like this Darth Vader kind of transition, where he starts to become more evil in order to take out the undead. And then what we discover is that the Lich King is 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 been puppeting Arthas to become his 
uh, his powerful like henchmen and uh, Arthas like gets super evil he kills his father does all this evil shit but then what the Lich King doesn't anticipate is Arthas turns on the Lich King and becomes the next Lich King oh yeah no, that's kind of cool it's fucking tight <laughs> And so that's the whole story arc of the video game uh, Warcraft Three. Uh, he when he when he finally takes over the Lich King, gets, he finally earns his right as the uh, a, 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 among the Frozen Throne. So the first Warcraft Three is called Reign of Chaos. The expansion pack is called the Frozen Throne. Um, and then later on in the world in the world of Warcraft video games, um, w- one of the expansions is called Wrath of the Lich King, where you and a bunch of you know level ninety heroes or whatever actually go on and get to take on Arthas. So um, anyway, his story is incredible. It's really well done. It's got a great arc, and it's evil. It's dark, and um, there's a there's a lot of interesting like twists and turns along the way. And uh, but the problem is that if Warcraft this movie bombs, then they're never going to get the ability to go do the Arthas story. So yeah. it was a it's a high risk maneuver. Hopefully, this did well enough that they could green light doing the 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 Arthas narrative, which would be. It- it really killed it overseas. I mean, it was yes. a real disappointment in the U.S., like real bad, but it really did well overseas. I, th- I thought, like, didn't it, I mean, shit, wasn't it like 40, 50 million in the U.S.? Like crazy low, but I want to say it did like 300, three, 400 worldwide, which yeah, is it, good enough. You know, good enough. I'm sure it's an expensive flick, but yeah, I, it's I, some money. I, I'm sure it made a dollar. Um but I think uh, overall, you know, for a, a project that was 10, 12 years in the hype and actually had it had it carried with it the burden of saying, are we finally going to get a video game movie? That's awesome. Because that really I know, which is unfair. Day. It's an unfair. It's an unfair burden that it carried that all the other ones have sucked and people wanted one to be good. Yeah. But, you know, that being unfair doesn't change it from being true. <laughs> being the, way, <laughs> the way people perceived it. Right, right. Right. Um, but but you know it, 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 but it just goes to show you because like six months later everyone did the same fucking thing on Assassin's Creed. Uh, I, that movie <laughs> came and went so fast I didn't even know it actually came out. Like, I, I mean I I didn't see it so I can't speak to whether it's actually good or not but you know it, it was another one where they're like oh Michael Fassbender like some director I forget who directed it but someone mm-hmm. who was not a schmuck and like oh this is the good one. and it's like you know. It, it, it's fine. Just let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> yeah. So. We, don't, we don't. We don't need to force it. And uh, yeah, it, it is weird. It's kind of weird that there hasn't been a really good video game movie. But it's also kind of not weird when you think that. Um, it, it's no slight against video games at all, but I would say that the sort of best directors probably spend most of their time. Not with gaming. film, with film, <laughs> with film, and so not video games. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. no judgment for me. I spend my time just consuming shit and play <laughs> and and and, and play, you know, I, I play I play FIFA. I don't play other games, but like, so I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, like, I feel like the people who make great movies didn't play a lot of video games in their childhood. They just like fucking made films. Well, you know? it's been a weird selection bias for the last for the last twenty years or so because all of the video game movies. Before uh, during that time, were made by people who never really played video games. They were they were they were older than first generation gamers. Now is the first time True. we have first generation gamers who have control of the helm, and so is this is when you really should see or start to see some really high quality stuff coming out 
where they give it the efforts like I'm I'm not just you know making you know like you said IP I'm I'm here to capture something of my childhood that I, I, I know about and most games that take on and and and, and live and have a, have you know have a legacy do so because there's something compelling in the story and so it really shouldn't yeah. be that hard to jump from one to the other um, but uh, so far big struggle big struggle well but you, you know what though you make you make a good point that kind of branches into two points for me like the the first is that like it's only a thing now because they made so many shitty video game movies mm. so now it's a thing but like it's it's not it's not the fault of the medium that like Uwe Boll made 10 shitty <laughs> shitty fucking movies you know what I mean like that, yeah. that that's really not the fault of the video game medium uh, but the, the the broader point which is kind of exciting for me at least for filmmaking in general is that it, it, it's, it's really been in the last 10 years where I would say sort of anyone has the ability to create mm. um, visual storytelling. Mm. And so I feel like, you know, we're, 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 we're just, we're just rounding the corner. So like, mm. don't despair yet because in the next 10, 15, 20 years, uh, because like, look, they're amazing directors from back in the day, but like to be a director back in the day, you literally had to be rich. You know what I mean? Like you had to come from a rich family. Like, mm. Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese, like these were fucking rich kids because mm. only rich kids could afford cameras. Mm. And it's now so accessible mm-hmm. and there's so and and so anybody can create, which creates like a giant noisy chaotic mess of content. Mm. But on the other hand, when you put it in so many more people's hands, there's more cream that can rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the next really in the next 10, 15, 20 years, we're going to have a whole generation of filmmakers and there's going to be like a lot more interesting young filmmakers than like we normally have a sort of batch of young, interesting filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And it sort of expanded a bit because in the nineties with, and with video, mm-hmm. it, it, it was, a, it was more accessible to people who didn't have a, a, as much money. You know, it's a re, it's just pure economics. Like only rich people c- could make movies as kids 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. More people could make movies as kids 20 years ago. And now almost anybody can create movies as a kid. And so we'll just sort of more, you know, more wheat, more chaff, more chaff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and with that, you, you and are... these kids will be a lot more interested in video games because yes. they wa- they don't watch TV. <laughs> they play video games and they watch YouTubes of people playing video games, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, so I, I I feel like we're for sure gonna get more interesting video game movies just by like default of we're gonna have more talented people with the ability to do so who are interested in it. Well, that's what uh, we're hoping for. Uh, I think Warcraft was a, a, a it was it was a good step. I mean, it was a, it was a they it seemed like they were trying to hit a home run, but they they made a solid single, and we can work with that. Um, and, uh, um, and, uh, you know, there's more to be done. Hey, I got to take off, dude. I really, I really miss, uh, you know, the chit chats and this has been really helpful. I just want to say thank you again for joining me to, to, to make this happen. Oh yeah, of course. Give Don, Don and Ethan my best. Uh, I'm sorry we couldn't all record, but let's, let's make something happen soon. It's always a good time. Thanks brother. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.
International. International. 